Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Spankies. Spankies. Oh my God, we're live. It has been a little bit. It has been a minute. I mean, so much has happened since the last time we had a chat on the Spanky's Corner podcast. Um, when was our last episode? Like last Tuesday or something? Yeah, it was like last Tuesday or Wednesday. What is today? What, is today Thursday? I don't know. It's Thursday. I know. I had a, uh, when I was doing my show, I had a kept checking like what day it was i and i had like no perception like it wasn't like i accidentally thought it was wednesday or something i just had no idea i still i still haven't worn proper pants in like three weeks so it's kind of nice yeah i'm Um, wearing a robe i mean what i do like i'm trying to think of what i've done like the last couple weeks like i bought um i bought paper towels today i found some paper towels on amazon i did that um i got fired that happened um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> other than that really not a lot going on just you know your whole life changed but it's fine <laughs> so here's the deal spanky's corner apparently is still the thing our bosses are being cool well my former bosses i guess still bosses because they technically oversee this um but yeah last thursday i got caught up in the covid thing i don't know if you've heard there's a global pandemic happening in the world and uh apparently things aren't going well out there in the workforce and so they were. They asked me to uh, not go to work anymore, and I said, "Okay, do I have a choice?" So they're like, "No." <laughs> so here I am. Uh, but it's it's all good though. I mean, it's 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 still a radio station like B ninety six. If 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 you're a um, if you listen to this, chances are you listen to B ninety six. Um, it's still the station I grew up listening to. It's still a station I love very much. It's still a station that if they call me tomorrow and said, hey, you want to come back? I'd be like, okay. And so there's no hard feelings and my bosses are amazing. Your bosses are amazing. And that's kind of what it is. And it just sucks that, you know, it's um, where we're at. But they're being gracious enough to let us continue to do this. Yeah. And we are very happy about that. Obviously, it's going to suck because you and I would see each other every single day and do some shit at work. But uh, I'm happy that they're continuing to let us to podcast. To, to podcast is what I just said. To podcast. They're continuing to let us podcast. So 
Yeah, no, they, have you been listening to a lot of Enya on your balcony? <laughs> I haven't listened to a damn thing. Here's what I did listen to. You ready? For, I listened to the new 21 Pilots that came out today. Because, well, you know, they're one of my favorite bands. that you did that. I love that band. And I think that song is very, very good. It's a little cheesy, but it's very, uh, very pop friendly and it's very uh, current. When there's lines in there about being quarantined, it's pretty current. In fact, the whole video is shot as they're quarantined. So they've been busy. Quarantine is a word that I feel like is in 21 Pilots regular vernacular before all of this happened. <laughs> like, are you kidding? Like, that would have been, I feel like, an album name or a tour name for them if none of, like, before any of this even happened. <laughs> Am I in wrong? 2009, they had an album called My Sweet Sweet Quarantine or something like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah no, it sounds right. You've interviewed them before. They're cool. I've oh, only, yeah, se- I've seen them like 10 times live, but I've never interviewed them. Oh, they're great. They're they're just super chill and kind of um so what I'm looking for. They're just they're really subtle. So like you don't know if they're having a great time or not. And then at the end they'll be like, That was amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like in my head about it the entire time. I'm like, Oh my god, do they hate me right now? But they're just like talking and then towards the end they were like, That was a really good interview and I'm like Oh, okay. uh, were they the ones that you asked the Taco Bell question to? That was when you were in Detroit. I remember watching from afar, going, huh, "That was funny." You asked them your go-to oh, no, order. No, that was Bell. Uh, Pete Wentz, a Fall Boy. Oh, Fab. Okay, never mind. Different band. Oh yeah, that was that was. I forgot about that interview. It was Pete Wentz? They were supposed to send Pete and uh, what's the lead singer's name? Patrick Stump. Patrick Stump, and old Patty Cakes got. <laughs> <laughs> Patty cakes. <laughs> a sore throat. Uh, so they wanted to preserve his energy. So they sent, I think, the drummer. And the drummer, I could be wrong. I think it was the drummer, though. This was a long time ago. I, Whatever. So they sent another piece of Fall Boy. And it wasn't Pete or Patrick, which are the show ponies of Fall Out Boy. So this guy, though, is completely sober, apparently. So, like, I'm asking Pete Wentz, what's your favorite drunken alcohol? Or drunken alcohol? I can't talk. So I asked Pete Wentz, what's your favorite drunken Taco Bell meal? And he's, like, ready to answer. Pete Wentz likes to party. And then this guy's like, I don't drink! (laughs) Andy, was it Andy? Andy and Joe are the other two. It was Andy. It was Andy, for sure. Yeah, that that happens sometimes with bands, because, like, Maroon 5... I've never, ever interviewed Adam Levine, but I've interviewed James Valentine probably seven times. That's so sad because nobody probably knows who that is. He's one of the other guys in Maroon 5. <laughs> That's honestly a hilarious game to, with, to play with people is name the other members in Maroon 5. It's really sad, though. Like you, you could do that with a lot of bands. You could do that with No Doubt. You could do that with a lot of like the big bands that have... Black Eyed Peas, remember? Like it was always Will I Am and Fergie. You'd be like, eh, what about Apple the App? I forgot to tell you, um, I'm working on setting up an Instagram live interview with who? Dylan Francis. What? <laughs> Dylan Francis. I had uh, such a funny interview with him in I don't know, like 2017. Obviously, it was funny because of him. But you can hit him with any questions that are literally not at all related to anything he's working on or doing musically, and he is happy as a clam. 
when I had Dylan Francis was at Lala. It was the year before you got here because last year we did all the interviews together that were on this podcast, which, by the way, you can go back and listen to all the interviews from Lala last year. Hey. Uh, free plug. Go back and listen. We'll see if we get a spike there. Um, but the year before, Dylan Francis came through and we sat down, I, I think, five or six minutes with him. We talked about the decor in the tent that we're broadcasting at, which looked great. And we just talked about the decor in there. That was it. And we get to the end. I'm like, say, man, you want to talk about your new music or anything? I was nah. And he gets up and leaves. <laughs> he was just, we just bullshitted about the decor in the, th- and that was it. He wanted to really talk about nothing else. He was just happy with that. I'll have to send you this video clip from the interview I did with him. So I asked him, um, if you could have a threesome with any celebrity couple dead or alive, who would you choose? And he chose Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, but he goes, I wouldn't let Angelina do the foreplay though, because he goes tomb Raider. Are you kidding? If she gave me a hand job, can you imagine how <laughs> vigorous that hand job would be? <laughs> Wait, you asked him that question. Yeah. Yeah, see now you're doing afternoons. You can't get away with that kind of questions anymore, man. You gotta you gotta act more adult, Julia. Yeah, gotta right. act like I'm a grown up. Guess who's getting the Danny DeVito question? <laughs> Probably Dylan Francis. Oh my god, so we could talk about that. Okay, so Dylan Francis. and by the way, we keep saying we could talk about this. We we had no plan. We literally just hit <laughs> on on the mic and be like, Hey, what's new? Like Julie and I have talked over the course of the past week, but we've talked nothing about content until like twenty minutes ago. We we're like, Hey, you want to do a podcast? We're like, Okay. And now <laughs> we're set up and you're getting fired, maybe. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Danny DeVito. So, okay, so Sunday, uh, I'm sitting in my bed, just like I am right now, on Twitter, and I see Ryan Reynolds is pretty active. And I'm like, I bet, with my blue check power, if I hit him with some sort of off-the-wall question, he's going to answer. And, by the way, Ryan Reynolds is fantastic on Twitter. So, like, for him to even, like, I feel like, look at that tweet, I would have been excited. But... I asked him, um, I have like a list of like go to strange questions. I like to throw at people, some really good thinkers. <laughs> and one of them was if you could use Danny DeVito's he- not head, if you could use Danny DeVito as the ball in any sport, which sport would you choose? So I was like, I'll throw that at Ryan. He's funny. So you this just heave hold out you heave hold it out to him on Twitter, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just him. So it was you just basically replied to him or I forgot how the whole thing went. No, I I just tweeted it at him all willy nilly. (laughs) I just sent it. I just like I'm going in. I I didn't even go to his page. I went to open like a new tweet off the home page and typed in Van City Reynolds. Good for you. Shoot your shot. So I sent that tweet and then like I opened another tab and I start working. And then I see, like, the Twitter tab has, like, 70 notifications all of a sudden. You're like, "Uh uh-oh, I did something viral. I was like, oh, no, I think he answered. So I clicked. (laughs) Sure as shit. Sure as shit. He's like, I I understand why he answered this way, but I'm disappointed. So he obviously did this because if you were to ask him in person, surely Ryan Reynolds, hilarious as hell, would have an answer. But he's probably doing this so he doesn't get attacked. So he said, I love Danny DeVito. Everybody loves Danny DeVito. Let's be nice to Danny DeVito. Okay, but don't you think that he was saying that just as tongue-in-cheek as you were saying it to begin with? 
Oh, maybe. I didn't think about I kind that. Of, I, it kind of – because Ryan Reynolds seems like he's very – he's well, he, that doesn't seem like – he's very sarcastic. He's like you, where it comes across sometimes so dry where – Like you don't know. Yeah. And so if you're just reading it on paper, you kind of go, oh. And, but I, I think that's kind of how it came across. Okay. Which is a beautiful response, by the way. That Ryan Reynolds, he's just perfect in every way. He's a nice man and he's beautiful and he's got a beautiful family and he makes alcohol for a living and also acts. Yeah. So once that happened, though, I was getting kind of scared because I was like, oh, God, like, I hope people don't come for me about this. Like, I'm not I'm not raining hell on Danny DeVito. Anybody who knows me knows I fucking love Danny DeVito. So this is not what I'm trying to do. Danny DeVito would voluntarily be at a ball in a sport. So don't even start. (laughs) What's the appropriate answer, by the way, to that question? I saw a lot of tetherball. I lit the one of the best. So people started just organically answering it, which yeah. was great. And yeah. I'm happy it went that way. And people just were like saying like, come on, Ryan answer. And it was funny. But, uh, the best response I saw to it was every ball in pool, but as different Danny DeVito characters, all talking to each other, <laughs> 16 Danny DeVitos. <laughs> I love the internet. The internet is it's a special place right now because we're all kind of all all in this together. There, I've noticed less hostility on the internet, or is that yeah. just me? Yeah, yeah, and I just uh, I feel like the internet's a fun place right now. Just like go on and talk to my friends. Your boy Dylan Francis has been on fire on the internet too. If you don't follow him, like his YouTube channel, he's really good on YouTube. He's good on everything. But if you don't follow Dylan Francis, when is that going to happen? By the way, um, I don't know. It was like I'm talking to his label rep, Mike. You know, Mike. Which Mike? Uh, Lieber, Mike. Lieber Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah. I talked to him last week after I got fired. Good guy. Uh, well, uh, he's got like a couple artists that we might do. So we're chatting about it. And we set one up for Monday with another artist. I'm letting Kenzie do that. And then I'll, I I want the Dylan. <laughs> I've taken the Dylan. Are we still going to be able to do interviews on this podcast? How's that going to work? Do we know? I don't know. I don't think it's probably going to happen, is it? I Yeah. I You know. They probably won't let me anywhere near there. Okay, it's not like I don't think they're gonna say can, no. Can you still do the audio though? And can we still post them on here? I feel like yeah. Like I feel like it would just have to be like a just me and then like solo out the episode. You know what I mean? Instead of attaching it to the end of stuff, like just completely have the episode as is, and it can just be like a me thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we're we're literally talking through this. We're talking about this for the very first yeah, time. Yeah, we're right? having <laughs> a house meeting right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would be a little bit weird if I just like jumped in from my quarantine, my person, my my eternal radio quarantine from my house, and try to jump in and do an interview for a station I don't work for anymore. I guess that would be a little bit weird. Yeah, yeah. But I like the content, so you can continue to do the interviews, and we can put them on here. Then, right? Is that a possibility? I feel like, yeah, because it reaches more everything. You know what I mean? Good. So interviews coming forward. I'm really good at words. Reaches more everything. <laughs> Did you twit that? <laughs> Put it on your Twitter. What's the favorite interview you've ever done ever? Ever? Mm-hmm. Um, the best one. You've got to have one where you just jumped out and you're like. Yeah, Ed Sheeran. Just because one, that like one ended up. So, and I feel like people who. N- know me via radio that feels like such a basic answer because like I post stuff from that one still a lot and that one like I don't know but I the thing is about that one was 
um, when I saw Ed Sheeran was making his rounds on tour, he was like stopping in Detroit last. So I have watched him do like over 70 interviews with just radio personalities. And I asked my boss if I could be the one to do it because I had like kind of an idea in my mind of how I wanted it to go. Cause I've met Ed Sheeran a handful of times before he's great. He's funny. And, um, there's this one girl, Mason in Seattle. We both know who she is. Mm-hmm. And she did this interview where like he's brushing her hair and she's like asking him weird ass questions. Like she asked him what SPF he uses. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like just brilliantly funny about that. And he seemed like he was having such a better time in that element than he was with everybody asking about him with Game of Thrones, with just everything top of mind that like was just the most basic thing you could ask at Sheeran. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I see that he's like really receptive to stuff like that. So um, I like couldn't figure out what I wanted my thing to be then. So, and by the way, this is me. I, I do do a lot of interviews, but, and I, and I will say in my own favor, I feel like I always prepare pretty well for them, or at least I seem like I know what I'm talking about and I know the artist pretty well, but all of it is super last minute because that's just the kind of chaotic worker I am. So day of, I came up with like a list of questions to ask him and they were all super weird. I said, do people think Reba McIntyre is your mother? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> do, like, one of them was like, let's make you a cologne commercial. Like just weird stuff, of course, that had nothing to do with his music because one, I also jumped in a line with three other people that were interviewing him after I was, other radio stations. So it's like, I, this poor guy, like, I just know how much artists probably hate that. Same questions over and over again. Because when they do these runs, it's just like, who are your musical influences? Who, who are you, what's your favorite city to perform in? It's all of these things. I've asked them all. We all right. have. Right. And yeah. I was like, I want to create kind of a visual effect with it too, because it was being um, filmed. And I was like, ah, he has a lot of tattoos. I looked around the radio station. I just saw a pack of washable markers. I'm like, I'm going to let him give me a sleeve while he's answering questions. So like, he's like drawing up and down my arms, like while I'm asking the weirdest shit. And there's so many just like grabbable things out of there. And the best part about it is like the two of us were completely dry. The entire interview, nobody laughed and they were so <laughs> <laughs> like back and forth was like quick. And it was just it was just really natural and people who don't understand dry humor thought it was terrible, which is exactly what I wanted, but it was also very picked up and very well received by people who do get it. So it was like probably I would say the most viral interview I've done. And then like, that's kind of what got people uh, to notice me in the radio industry. And that's what I think caught the attention of the ones who wanted to put me in mornings in Detroit. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's funny that you mentioned that. Like, we've talked about this. You and I talked about this back when we worked together. Um, okay. Like a, like a week ago. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, I got fired. You're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but, we, you know, we, we use the example of Hot Ones, that show on YouTube with uh, Sean. Uh, it's Sean Evans, right? Is that his name? Yeah. Sean, yeah. It's a great show because when he's at, there are. Whoa, you okay? What happened? I, what I need that? my computer charger. Oh, well, good lord! Be careful with that microphone. I don't. Hear you. Oh my what god! What is happening? What? Uh, we uh, you can't hear any of that. 
Maybe it's no. just me. I don't know. Here, maybe hold maybe your won't come thought, up. Because I have two percent left. Okay, sorry. Sean I'll, Evans. I'll, I'll wait for you. One second. Sorry. Just, just waiting for Julia. This is great. This is great content. I'm so glad you guys listen. We're 20 minutes in. And if you've listened this far, first of all, congratulations. If you listen anything past this, honestly, uh, we owe you big time. And I'm looking at Julia right now on Facebook, or not on Facebook, on FaceTime, because that's how we were able to see each other while we record this. And she literally has the phone down, and all I see is just the ceiling. So this is exciting. Sorry that I'm the way that I am. Don't worry. I edited the three minutes that was uh, you being gone looking for a charger and trying to get plugged back in. Oh, hang on. I got to go back on mute here. Yeah, that's terrifying. There we go. Don't worry. I edited all of that. What what were we talking about? Sean from... Okay, so so how the visual and then Sean Evans. Yeah, so Sean Evans, the reason why that show is so good is because he has people, he has their mind somewhere else while answering the questions. So a lot of people, when they're being interviewed, kind of get into this rut where they've, they've heard the same question, they've got rehearsed answers and whatever else. Sean Evans, the reason why he's so good is because he gets them sidetracked with wings that are nuclear that are turning your insides into liquid shit and they're so preoccupied with that that they just answer like just normal like normal just off the cuff and that's what makes his interviews so good and i'm uh-huh and we had talked about that too like just different ways we can do that and you just mentioned that with ed sheeran drawing on your arm he's sidetracked he gives good answers yeah i'm just i'm i've been for the past few years of my career just so fascinated by uh like the technique of interviewing because i like mine to be super conversational but like i also like to have like good questions ready like you do your style is totally off the cuff you do not prepare and you do great you do a great job thanks you don't prepare actually that's true i don't prepare at all for any like Like you literally no tyler's style is 30 seconds before the person walks in he'll just pull up their wikipedia Mm, I have done that on many occasions, actually. Pretty much all of the occasions. Well, I mean, here's the thing. A lot of times, if you get an artist you've never heard of before or an artist that they're out there just trying to get some publicity for, if you go in so overprepared with an artist that no one's ever heard of, the listener's not going to know who that is either. So if you're too far inside, it's not going to matter. So if you just ask questions like literally like, who are you? What do you do? Where are you from? What's the music about? Blah, blah, blah. Then you're actually introducing that artist to the audience. Right. And I, you know, I've done that too and. Like, obviously, when I first started, just way overprepared. Everybody does that, and it sucks. And then you you watch back, and you're like, okay, I got to prepare less. And then, you know, I think a couple people have come to me and asked for advice with doing interviews. And one of the things I tell them is watch, like, five of their interviews and catch how their personality is. Because I could have never done the kind of interview I did with Ed Sheeran with NF and NF is another person I enjoy interviewing and he's very difficult to interview, but I somehow have a good, good vibe with him. Julius, the NF whisperer. <laughs> he's been on this podcast and it was just you that did that interview. Yeah. Uh, so I interviewed him for the first time in Detroit and, um, he, if you know him as a very emotional artist has been through a lot. So like, he's one of those people who doesn't want to be famous, but just likes putting out, music and he's so good that you know it's received so he the interviewing stuff isn't isn't something that he loves so i just i was like okay i knew that i knew he was gonna be a little bit more challenging to 
figure out his vibe. So I just listened through his entire album and just like literally formed questions out of his lyrics. And we did this interview in Detroit and we were in like this thing that was like a fish tank. Like we're in this glass room, like Joe from U's box. And all these people were standing around just staring at him. And I could see him like tense up because he was getting like kind of nervous. And I was like, hey, I, I know this is weird. Let's just talk. So I ended up talking to him and his like wife reached out to me the next day and was like, he keeps glowing about like how good that interview was and how comfortable he felt. I really hope you get to do this again with him. Thank you. Like blah, blah, blah. He hates this part. And like his whole like team was like, thank you so much. So yeah. Which is why you did the interview. Cause most of the, um, I think you and I did the majority of the interviews at Lollapalooza, except for one where you weren't there in time. <laughs> Which fits in the tantrums. And the other Imagine one was that. NF because of that reason. Like, he was so comfortable with you. I'm like, I don't want to mess this up. And so we made the decision to, like, let you go ahead and do it. It's on this. If you go back far enough on, like, if you just type it in, it's on this podcast back in last August, right? Yeah, last August. And it's a really good interview. Like, if you like music and you like NF, you should definitely listen to it. Is that yeah, true? and that that is one that that is kind of more inside to where, like, if you don't know NF and you don't know his music, it's a little bit hard to follow along with. But then again, I don't know that many people would just out of nowhere dive into an NF interview. And I know to hit to get him comfortable, you kind of have to know what you're talking about. So I don't know. My advice that I always get to tell people is you have to get to know the artist you're interviewing. You can't just write questions and expect them to answer. I've been watching like a lot of people do interviews like through Instagram live the past couple weeks and it's just all like let me ask them 12 generic questions about Tiger King and I'm like they don't want to talk about that. Yeah, it's a fine line between what the artist wants to talk about and what the audience wants to hear about. You know what I mean? And you got to find that fine line. And it's a little bit different now, especially with all the Instagram live interviews. A lot of them are a challenge because then you, there's so much other, so many other things going on. First of all, you're standing there looking at them through your phone, number one. And then number two, you got comments flying all over the place. You got, there's so many other distractions. And the comments like that. are nuts. It's insane, especially if you're on with a big artist. It just goes, like, I will say, I am in. Get Sorry, just lost you on the phone. Get it together, Julia. Come on. I will say I'm enjoying doing the Instagram live interviews. It's interesting because you're. Bo- I feel like I've done like three or four now, and I feel like we're both so comfortable because we're in our space. And I interviewed Bazi, who I've interviewed a million times. So he was like, oh, hi. You know what I mean? Like he would recognize me and we just chatted. And then I interviewed Trevor Daniel yesterday. Trevor Daniel. Yeah, that was good. That was, was, oh my God. Like I was left with such a good feeling after that because I went into that kind of like, okay, I don't really know this guy well. Like he just um, in 2020 came out with, well, I think the song came out in 2019, but he has like one of the top songs in TikTok right now, which is like equating out to one of the, he was number one in on Billboard for pop music, I think. And it was supposed to open for Camila. And then that yeah, one. with his song Falling. Mm-hmm. And so he's like one of those who just got big really fast because of TikTok. So I was like, okay. And literally, I was sitting there and 20 minutes before the interview, and I'm just like looking through his stuff. I turn on his music. I'm like, oh, he's kind of emo. Like the one song he has out, it reminded me of Juice World a little bit because it's like emo hip hop. And I was like, okay, I get this. But then I started listening to his album. I'm like, no, this he grew up as an emo kid. So then I just immediately started going into that. We had this incredible back and forth. So 
do you bring up uh, We the Kings or anything like that? <laughs> we talked about um well so then he starts asking me questions and he goes what was your myspace music back in the day See? so we we bonded over coheed and cambria and then we started talking about never shout never oh my god <laughs> and we started singing the song trouble together <laughs> that's amazing that is amazing yeah i saw you posted something about um it was like a it was like a bracket you know all these brackets are flying around because it's supposed to be well it was march madness and yeah. the uh, NCAA championship was supposed to be last Monday or this Monday. Yeah, this past Monday. And um, I saw you posted a bracket of all like these like pop emo punk emo bands from like the It was like, a really 2000s. shitty bracket actually. It was somebody, awful. Somebody had- sent it to me because – I, I think it's pretty like I think it's pretty well known that I used to be into that kind of music. So some listener sent it to me and was like, "You should do this," and I'm like, "You're right, I should." So <laughs> they had three hundred three versus Paramore in the first round. Like, how are you going to go? How, how they both well, had number one songs in the first round of a thirty two band bracket? Get out of here! But but then like also, how do you leave off Taking Back Sunday and the Used in Brand New? Was All Time Low on that? All Time Low was on that. So it was like very po- – it was – I mean it was on the pop scale, but I'm like we we need to get like more emo. I so, saw uh, Hey Monday was on there, the main. Josh loves Hey Monday. He would dump me for that girl in Hey Her Monday. Her name is Cassidy Pope. She has a name and I would do the exact same thing. But you remember she won The Voice. He would love that you love her so much. Oh, she's the best. And she was amazing to work with because when I worked in Seattle, this was in like – 06, 07, 08, 09, 2010. And at that time in Seattle, like we played all of that because it's Seattle and that's what worked there, right? And uh, Cassidy Pope did a lot of stuff with us with Hey Monday. And she yeah. was dating the drummer in All Time Low at the time. Yeah, oh. he's he's obsessed with her and he's obsessed with uh, Juliet Sims. She was from some emo band. Are you going to Google it? In? Yeah. Yeah, Hey Monday's the best. And then Cassidy Pope left, and now she's a country singer. She went on The Voice yeah. and became, uh, what's his name, um, from The Voice. Um, oh, she was in Automatic Love Letter. <laughs> don't remember them. Sounds lovely, though. Yeah. Um, so Josh and one of his friends, and then like the guys from um, Story of the Year, all St. Louis guys, one of the, like, is on a morning show out there. So Josh like sees them all the time, and they're like, "We'll help you make the bracket." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You know another artist that was huge in that world too was Cash Cash, and now they're all EDM. They're all EDM oh, and producers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nathan Graham, my old boss slash friend, like is cool with them. We were supposed to have them on our Christmas show before Amp flipped because I he's just I don't know. He put them on. He's friends with them. He. Uh, JP, who's the one of the main dudes in that group, we did a ton of stuff with him in Seattle. And just to show you how good of a human being he is in particular, all the, all the guys in the group are, are really good. And in fact, the last time we did a thing with them at, at, in Chicago was at the Electric Leprechaun before he got there. It was an all-EDM show with like Cruella and uh, Steve Aoki and stuff like that. Cruella, Theta, Rise and Fall. Yeah, but they're from Chicago, so they always work here. So... um but my buddy who did nights at the time in Seattle, his name's Matt. We called him Doormat on the air. He um, was getting engaged in New York and he was running late or something. His girlfriend, now wife with three kids. Um, at the time, this is going back like seven or eight years ago. He was like late or something was happening where he wasn't getting into New York in time. His girlfriend was already there for some work event. He, there was some sort of timing thing with his proposal and he was going to be late. 
and he was just thinking of anybody you could hit up that lived in New York and he hit up JP and it was like, yo, I just landed at Newark. Can you help me? And he went and got him, took Matt in to go do the proposal, whipped him right into New York and voila, they got married. Wow. And, yeah. Good, good human being. A little, a little fun fact, fun story for you. I feel like I know your answer to this, but um, maybe I don't. But I, I really like the one story, so I'm going to make you tell it when we're done anyway. What was your favorite interview you've done? 50 Cent. Okay, that was what I was hoping you'd say. Was that going to be? <laughs> yeah. You have, to, you, you have to tell the class now, because I love this story. 50 Cent, um, same thing. He was. This was when Get Rich or Die Trying was trying to, like, it was a thing, right? The album's coming out, and he was doing a radio run through North Carolina. I was working in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was doing nights. And so he did, like, Greensboro and Raleigh during the day, and then came down to Charlotte. We were literally the ninth station he was going to be at that day. And so me and my sidekick at night, he... Uh, came through and so we're like all right same thing like we were talking about earlier he's gonna be asked all these same fucking questions over and over and over what was he big big then yet like compare him okay because i was gonna say compare him to like an artist scale now uh it would be because he wouldn't be like drake at that point you know uh no in the club and all that was already out so that was after that album so this would have been like lil nas x no, 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 way bigger. <laughs> no, because this would have been album number two, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So this was after. So a picture like, um, I'm trying to think who would be. It, a picture like Macklemore after the Thrift Shop album. Oh, got it. Something like that. But even bigger than that, because I mean, he was so huge. He was with Eminem and all that stuff. And they rolled up in a tour bus and like. 15 security guards get out and they sweep the building like someone's going to blow up a top 40 station in Charlotte. But that's what they did. So he gets in and me and my sidekick, we roll in and we're like, look, man, I know you've been asked all the same questions all day. So we want to just do something completely different. And so we lay down just a bunch of stuff like winter audio and things like that. So we're going to use him on the show that night. We're going to stretch it out like he was hanging out with us in the studio all night long. But then we played a couple games with them. We played make somebody in a foreign country say G unit. So we were calling like random Hilton hotels and shit in like Sweden. And we're like, hey, uh, you know, we had 30 seconds to make somebody in a foreign country say G unit. And these people are like, it's hard to do when English is already your second language. And we did that. And then we would call random Best Buys and Circuit Cities because the albums would still be in Best Buys and Circuit Cities. You buy the CDs. This is like 2002, 2003. Yeah. So, no, no, no. It was after that. It was 2005. I'd love to hot trip to Circuit City to pick up an album. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. It would have been like 05 right in there. Um, maybe 04. Don't matter. So we would call like these Best Buys in Circuit Cities and we get a hold of the music department. I'd be like, hey, man, um, do, you, do you know when 50 Cent's new album comes out? Which was like two weeks later. And if they would say no, I would say, well, I got 50 Cent on the phone and he wants to know why. And then 50 Cent... <laughs> Fitty, as we call him, uh, he would jump on and go, "Hey man, how the fuck am I supposed to tell Eminem and Dr. Dre if I can't if you don't even know when the album comes out?" And he would start going off at some poor kid at some Best Buy in freaking New Mexico or someplace. And the kid lives off. to tell the story, though. The kid lives to tell the story, just like oh, you know who we need to get on to tell a terrific story is Josh Reich's Michael Jordan story. He's got a Michael Jordan story. Yes, he does. His when he was working at the video store. Oh yes, Josh Raiku, uh who sl- he slings some records here in Chicago. But yeah, he's got. A he was on an episode. Uh, he was the one who hates friends. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, I forgot we had the friends talk. Fifty Cent, by the way, in that same thing, we made him sing nursery rhymes, and so then we had like our um, we had like our our voice guy on the other station, like the news station. He's got like a very news voice. I'm the newsman. He's got that kind of voice, and we would have him yeah. come on and go. It's now time for nursery rhymes with Fifty Cent. We played nursery rhyme music underneath it, and then he would go. Hickory dickory motherfucking doc. And then he would just like swear through the whole thing and then we just bleep it out and we had a little contained bits that we threw on the air all night long. And so that's great that he was so down. He was down with everything. And so fast forward maybe nine months, something like that. He had that movie, that Get Rich or Die Trying movie, and I was in Vegas for like a junket out there. And um so I had five minutes to interview him. And so I sit down, he kind of looks at me funny. I go, Hey man, um, yeah, my name's Tyler. We talked in Charlotte. He kind of looked at me. He goes, the nursery rhyme guy. He goes, aha, you crazy white boy. Yeah. <laughs> and then so we sat down. And he gave me 10 minutes. They tried to cut it off. And I gave him more nursery rhymes and more nonsense. And he, we sat there for 10 minutes and we bullshitted in Vegas. And I sent all that audio back to Charlotte and went on the air that night. It was great. So oh, I best love ever. that. Best ever. You, you know what was another really uh, good interview for me? It was really, it's really random, and it's like kind of cool that I got to interview him. Um, Timbaland came through, really, in like 2016, yeah. And so this was when I just got into radio. So like at this point, I was not, I was not great at interviewing. I was still kind of like learning my flow and like what I wanted to sound like and stuff like that. But I was like, I know this is a big deal, and I, I know I prepared for it. So, you know, we got through the interview, and one thing about it I will say is he was, like, answering emails the entire time, so it made it, like, a little difficult just to have, like, a flowing conversation He's with a very him. busy man. So busy, right. And it's fine. And I think, he, I believe at the time, too, he, like, he brought a girl group that he was trying to put on. Um, so, like, it was to talk to them and to him. So, like, he talked to them a little bit, but then, like, mostly talked to him. Um. And I just will never remember this, or I will never forget this. And this is like one of the coolest things that's happened to me in my career. Is at the end, he goes, I think you're going to be a big deal one day. Like, you're really talented. And I'm like, Timbaland, you know talent. <laughs> 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 it, it, it's funny because a lot of those producers, they, they would do that from time to time. Like, Timbaland, well, the biggest one that I remember was um, Diddy was going around doing stuff with Danny DeCain. Do you remember that whole thing? That was before I oh, think you got yeah. into radio. Oh, yeah. Danny D. Kane was great. Bro, that guy, <laughs> he came through the station I was working at in Seattle. I was the music director out there. And uh, Diddy uh, was in Portland in the morning. And apparently, they played the Danny D. Kane song. While he was in the studio, they played the Diddy-less Danny D. Kane version of that song that was out. So there was a, a rap version and a not rap version, yeah. right? Yeah. And so the rap version featured Diddy or Puff Daddy or Puffy P. Whatever Diddy he decided, Daddy, whatever he was day. at the time, yeah. And apparently he lost his shit. And so the record rep that was with him calls me and goes, "Bro, he goes what version of the song are you playing?" I go, "The non Diddy version, obviously." And he goes, "I need you to do me a solid. I need you to play the shit out of the Diddy version all day. I don't care what you do tomorrow if you can just do me that solid today." <laughs> he. <laughs> So I put that version in. He gets dropped off at the airport in Portland, flies in a private jet to Boeing Field. His crew, most of them, they I guess they drove and they picked him up at the other end because it's only an hour flight or a two or three hour drive. They all go into a um, 
there was like 15 of them. So he had people from Sean John. He had label people. He had, uh, you know, all these people. They went into the Cheesecake Factory in Seattle. They all sit down. They all order drinks. Diddy decides he can't find anything on the Cheesecake menu, Factory menu that he does. So they all got up and they left. They All 15 of them got up and walked out and went somewhere else. This is before he got to us. So they get to the radio station. They're like three levels down in the parking deck when they pull in. And it's like three SUVs. I've never seen anything like it. I'm standing at the door and everybody gets out, including the record contact that I have that I know very well. He's a good friend of mine. Gets out of the SUVs. They all stand there. Diddy's on the phone talking. No one moved until Diddy hung up the phone puts it in his pocket, and then they all go together in a flock of 15 people. Nobody moved until Diddy was ready to move. It was the craziest shit I've ever seen. And then they go up and they do the interview. We played the Diddy version of Danny D. Kane, and then the very next day, took the Diddy version right back out and kept going with the, <laughs> the non-Diddy version. <laughs> it was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen so many people just... For one person. At the command of one human being. Yo, he flew in a private jet from Portland to Seattle while the rest of his team drove in SUVs, and he waited at the airport for them to catch up. That's, that's crazy. That's like, fuck you money right there. Imagine having that much money where you just jump in the air and be like, I'm not going to go in the SUV. I don't drive, so therefore, I'm going to hop on my jet, see you on the other side with these same SUVs, and then go to Cheesecake Factory. And how do you not find something at the Cheesecake Factory? They, they're they like the Kardashian of, of menus. They're not really great at anything, but they're good at a lot of things. They have everything, and that's you can't find one thing on the Cheesecake Factory menu? Come on, Diddy. That's hilarious. <sighs> anyway, we've been talking for like 40 minutes. And we've really, and we came in with no plan. All we did was talk about artists. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about how stressful my grocery shopping experience was today. <laughs> if I sound like I haven't had any life in me this whole episode, it's because I had to go to the grocery store today and it God was bless. truly exhausting. God bless. No, what a process. Let me tell you. Actually, what a process. And then just bad things happened. So I've been going to Fresh Time because Fresh Time, if you haven't heard of it, is like this. It's like. Trader Joe's with rich parents. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's Trader Joe's. It's somewhere dad, between TJ's and the Whole Foods. Somewhere Trader, in between. It's Trader Joe's whose parents wear a lot of Under Armour and like penny loafers. <laughs> and like the mom wears Lululemons and she looks good and goes on walks every night. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fresh time. And I, that store's a little bouge, but I've been going there because it would be way less of a headache to do that as opposed to going to Mariano's or Kroger or Julasco or any of like the big chains here. Because I figure it's they have kind Kroger's of like a, here. I don't think they have what? Kroger. They don't have Kroger's here. No, but I'm I'm translating that for Michigan people. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mariano's is is the same thing as Kroger. Yeah. So um, I've been going there, and I and I went there two Sundays ago and it was excellent. Like they washed off the cart for me, handed it to me. And there was not a lot of people there for a Sunday because Sundays are madness, obviously. So I've been putting it off, putting it off for days to go grocery shopping. Cause every time I think about it, I get clammy. <laughs> <laughs> clammy. <laughs> it's just like, I, I feel stressed. You're I like didn't Cameron have a, and Ferris Bueller's day off. Great yeah. Movie. And I didn't have a, a list prepared yet. So I put one together this morning 
And um, I was like, today's the day. I got to go. I just put in the last trash bag. So, like, something <laughs> that I have to go out and get new trash bags today at the very least. But I didn't eat food. So I went out and I went grocery shopping and it was okay there. Like some people were like going rogue without their masks and like definitely not six feet away, which made me feel tense. But um, I got that place done in like an hour because I, I shop for like two and a half weeks now at a time. So I got that place done in like an hour. And then I load up in my car and my roommate texted me and was like, hey, can you, you pick me up some wine and instant coffee? And I was like, sure, I got to go to Target anyway, because I need to get trash bags, sponges, and... uh, This is a very exact list, by the way. Makeup remover wipes. So I go to Target, which is right next door, and I go in, and I get the wine, I get myself wine, I get some instant espresso, because that's all they had, grab my makeup things, and then I leave. And I go to open my trunk to put in the Target bag... And one of my bags from Fresh Time takes a tumble, and it has uh, Brussels sprouts in, like, this little tote that it comes in. They had, like, a tote of Brussels that were, like, on special today, so fucking Brussels go all over the parking lot. <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta wash them off anyway, so what's the matter? Just put them back in your... I'm not eating parking lot Brussels. What are you talking about? Fuck put you. It, put it back in your Brussels sack and... Parking lot Brussels sounds like the name of an emo band. <laughs> <laughs> Parky lot Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my peppers goes fucking rolling across a big beauty, a big beautiful red pepper. My red onion goes rolling. My carton of eggs falls on its head. It. Oh, hello. Uh, my dog Esther ruff, wants ruff. to say hi. Rough, woof, woof. Sorry, go and it ahead. It was it was so tragic. The eggs actually all lived though, thank God. But I. I had to throw away all the produce that just rolled out into the parking lot, which sucked. So, um, oh, and my my carton of blueberries broke open. Man, it sounds like it's been a rough day for you. I'm and so I sorry. was like, you know so what? I'm going to splurge and buy the organic blueberries because I feel better about these. And organic blueberries are a student loan. <laughs> Well, They're so expensive. <laughs> uh, look, I've literally only yesterday. I went to Benny's Beverage Depot and Petco, so that's the extent of my shopping. So you know, whatever. I'm still ordering stuff, man. Instacart, that's the way to be. We'll go to the grocery store when it's not busy. Yeah, well, I looked at Instacart and like the delivery day was like six days away. So yeah, I just a little backed up. Where are we at on the masks, by the way? Do you wear a mask? Uh, did you see the one I got from Josh Reich? Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Warner one, right? Yeah, it's just a cloth mask. He sent me two of them. They're washable. So, I mean, I know it's not like the, I forget, what are those called? N something? Well, yeah, you can't, uh, you got to save those for the health professionals. Yeah. So you can't be going out getting those, but. uh, The cloth mask is good for me because I'm a face toucher, so. Mm, So it's really for you. It's not for anybody else. Well, I'm not going to, if I didn't have a mask on, I wouldn't just go all willy nilly and lick people. Here, here's why. Like, I'm out with I don't the mask. get how it protects pee from other people anyway. I like, what, well, oh. there's so much mixed information out there. Like, you got some people are saying you should wear a mask. All of a sudden, now wearing a mask has just now become a thing. When before they're like, no, it could be. Yeah. Here, here's what I know. When I see somebody walking down the street with a mask, I look at them and I say to myself, "They got that shit." I think if you're wearing a mask, I'm looking at you and going, mm, "I think they got the CV." And they're just kind of walking around. And I, oh, stay no, away. I, just, I stay away from I, the people with masks. I see the people with masks and I just think they're paranoid, which I'm in that category. Mm-hmm. So 
Well, and I touch my face. So, like, if I'm out grocery shopping and buying produce, like, I don't want to touch my face. So then, okay, so then I get back to my house. I bring um, the groceries in, and I see the bag of trash I left by the door because it was raining. And I wanted to wait till it's not raining to bring it to the trash can. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot trash bags. Like, the whole sole purpose of this trip. And I forgot sponges. <laughs> So I bring my groceries in and I just look at my roommate and I'm like, fuck! <laughs> I forgot the bags! That, so I have to run up to Walgreens, go get the bags, go get the sponges. I come back and it is such a process. So I get, thankfully my laundry room is in the back of the house. So I get in, I lay down on my groceries. I, um, I, and then I have to disinfect anything and everything. And I bought so much stuff. So I have to spray and like, cleanse everything with alcohol i can only imagine i i would have paid good money just to have a camera fixated on you all day today preferably with like morgan freeman narrating it and just watching uh, yeah you just it honestly a tizzy all day it, it, a tizzy is right and it was a sight to see and if i sounded a little off this episode it's because i had the life sucked out of me <laughs> i bought paper towels on amazon that's what i did today yeah i haven't I haven't ordered many like typical things from the internet because everywhere I go, because I'm a big Thrive Market person, it's like this little, it's like Whole Foods online and they're backed up like two weeks and they even put a notice on their thing. If you don't need these things, don't really order them here. Let's wait for other people that need them. I'm like, well, it's nice. nice. We've been talking for like 40 some odd minutes. I got to go eat. I'm hungry. Okay. Uh, I have to, I have to work. I haven't done that yet. (laughs) What's that like? Okay. <laughs> wow, what a dig by Julia. Oh, the, uh, the employed one on the podcast has to go do some work. Oh, fucking ridiculous. Do you feel bad yet? Not yet. Enjoy your severance. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of nice. It is kind of <laughs> nice waking up and going, I can do whatever I want today, assuming that doesn't mean you can go anywhere or leave the house or go to a bar or restaurant or get on a plane. On that, I can do whatever I want. You have a fun pup and you have a, a rooftop balcony. Can I tell you about the story last time I got fired? Sure. Real quick before we go. Because last time I got fired, we uh, that was in Seattle like f- almost four years ago, uh, over four years ago. Uh, planes were still operating and bars were still open. I can tell you that you can run through a severance package really fucking quick if you are just hopping on airplanes and going to bars every single day of your life. So uh, my wife, uh, I knew I was getting fired before like two weeks out, right? I knew it was coming. And uh, we were actually in Chicago of all places flying back to Seattle. My wife was with a friend. She was on a different flight. I knew – I found out it was going to actually happen the next day. I didn't know when it was happening. I knew it was coming. So – I reached out to my boss, Eric, one of the guys that fired me the other day. <laughs> okay, stop. He's going to feel bad if he no, hears no, that. No, no, no. I, I say that because he's one of my favorite people on the planet. You know that. And, and it, we should just put this out here. There, The firing was had circumstantial. Nothing with, it had nothing to do nothing with our bosses building, yeah. or our radio station. It was, it was company circumstantial because of COVID. A lot of people actually lost their jobs, which is unfortunate. Yeah, there's 10% of the workforce right now is, is out of work and it's only going to get worse before it gets better. So, um, and we cope with a lot of that in our industry by things, traumatic things like that happening. We cope with it with laughter. So that's how, and, and, and humor. And alcohol. And by the way, doing good at, at both right now. So, 
Eric, who is one of my favorite people on the planet, I, and that's no bullshit. He's, He's the loveliest amazing. Human. I actually reached out to him before I told Randy, my wife. So he knew I was getting fired because I've known Eric for like 10 years, 15 years, something like that. He knew I was getting fired before my wife did. So we land the next day or that night in in uh, Seattle. I tell my wife that, hey, tomorrow morning it's going down. I'm getting fired. She's like, what? You haven't told me a thing about this? I'm like, yeah, I didn't want to worry you. So the next day I rolled in. My wife had to turn around and go to Toronto, Canada for work. And she was leaving at 8 a.m. I walked in and got all my stuff out of my office because they were going to keep everything. So I grabbed everything I needed, knowing I was going to get fired. My other two counterparts who were getting fired that day were in there too. I begged to go in and get fired first. So that way I could get to the airport, hop on an 11 a.m. flight and get to Toronto and go hang out with my wife that That night. is such a you thing to do. Completely. To go in there and be like, I know you're doing this. Do it now. Oh, yeah. I was like, let's go. Can I please go first? Because there's an 11 o'clock flight I want to get on. And 9.15 a.m., <laughs> I walked out of... The building in Seattle went straight home, dropped off my my box of shit that I took from my office. Some things may have been stolen in there, but whatever. Dropped it off at home, put a couple of changes of clothes in a backpack, hopped in a freaking Uber and went right to the airport and then made the flight with a minute to spare, got on the plane and went to Toronto, Canada that night. And then through the entire time I was not working, which was... I knew I was coming to B96, but it was about five, four or five months. You know how it is. It's a slow yeah, yeah. process to like get hired and the whole thing. And so I knew I was coming here. So I was just kind of blowing all my severance <laughs> left and right. I would hit up my wife. And I'm like, hey, honey, you cool? I know you're working this week, but are you cool if I go to China? <laughs> and she's like, when? I'm like, uh, in the morning. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's $350 airfare, like super last minute. Our visas are current, so whatever. Can we? Go, can I go? And she's like, um, yeah. And I did that twice. Once to Shanghai, once to Beijing. Did two trips to Europe within a week apart. Got back and went back with my wife for a trip that we already had planned. Like I was all over the place. In the middle of all that, I was interviewing. This time it sucks because airplanes aren't going anywhere. And so I'm just like sitting here. I'm like, hmm. All right, no bars, no sports, no airplanes. I got a dog and that's about it, so... And I got you, this podcast, Julia. That's all, I got, that's all I got left. It's all I got left. My wife, well, my dog, and podcast. It's Binky's Corner, a podcast. This has been good. This has been therapeutic. I like this. Okay, well, good. Well, you know what? We got this episode out of the way. Now we can do fun things. Yeah, we really had no plan going into this. So if you're still listening, like 50-some-odd minutes we in, just, thank you. Yeah, well, and also, I, I feel like people probably will listen because people are nosy. I would listen if I knew somebody lost their job and then we're still continuing a podcast. I'd be like, what's that about? <laughs> uh, no, I really hope, uh, I really hope uh, people don't take anything we were joking around about as far as me losing my gig like uh, the wrong way because it is for real. Like, I love everybody at B96. I'm going to miss every one of you guys, even, even, even you. Julia, Thanks. even you. Uh, well, I did. Um, it, it, I did cry that you lost your gig. It made I, me feel I didn't very even bad. Cry? What are you talking about? I just, I don't know. It just like I, 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 it was, it was unexpected and overwhelming. And then, like I, like I said, I felt bad that I was succeeding you. Nope. You don't feel bad ever. Go kick ass. I know you will and bring the ratings up. And Well, yeah. And I'm like, now that it's been a week and I see that you're okay, like I, you know, I, I'm feeling okay about it. I'm honored. I'm excited. But, you know, it's just, it's just like imagine fucking having to take over for your BFF at work. It just is. Well, here's what's kind of funny to put a bow on this before we wrap it up. What? Is 
ironically enough, 21 Pilots drops a new song the week after I get let go. You know how I love 21 Pilots. In that yeah. whole last album, there was not one song that was B96 friendly because that whole album was so alternative. So <laughs> it was nothing in the week I let go, 21 Pilots, brand new song. I would have loved to play that myself on the radio. And... <laughs> And second, we saw some ratings, and like the ratings, like we're now like three weeks before I let go. Like we just get those ratings now, and they were like really huge at the radio station. And I'm like, oh, that stings. That stings. But it's all good, man. It's all right. It's nobody in Chicago's fault. So well, we're excited to see what ends up happening for you. That should be fun. Yeah, I got some irons on the fire. We'll see what happens. I don't know if it's going to involve me talking into a microphone, but we'll figure it out. So Figure it out. because we'll figure it out. It's an interesting time. <laughs> sure the hell is. I don't know if you heard. There's an international pandemic happening right now. Okay, now we're just like saying things to All say right. things, so we should wrap it up. Can we, I'm, I'm going to hit off right here. <laughs> All right, there we go. Bye. All right, bye. Be a good human being and subscribe. Rate, review the mess you just heard. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.